Job 32, verse 7. He said, I thought length of days uh, should speak wisdom. Uh, and I thought that day uh, that gray-headed people should speak wisdom. Uh, but I said, there is a spirit in man. Uh, and the inspiration of the Almighty uh, give him understanding. Uh, Can you lift up your hand uh, and just worship?
worship God and just bless God in this place. Just raise your hand, raise your hand and just bless God. Come on, lift up prayers. Job said, I was in the days of my youth when the secret of the Lord was upon my tabernacle. The tabernacle is the place of worship. A place of incense, a place where we give God where is what is due him. And the Bible says, For they that make mention of the name of the Lord, they shall depart from iniquity. And they said, Whoever presents his vessel as an honor, as a sanctified one, they said, Him God will use this money we are presenting our vessels to God and worship. And you want to pray and say, God, this morning. Let your secret be upon my tabernacle. Let the secret of the wondrous things of God. The writer said, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things in the word, in the word, in the word, in the word. Come on, raise your voice. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. And Say Lord Jesus, say Lord Jesus, this morning open the portals of the secret things of the Lord upon my tabernacle. Say Lord Jesus, this morning let the portals of heaven be open, be open and let the wondrous things and the secret things of the Lord be revealed upon my tabernacles. Raise your voice and begin to pray right now and say God. And alaba da basaya, rampa la lava kapa, ayalaba la basaya, and alaba yanda, and akadi yanda pa, rebele kapeya. Finally, I want you to pray this morning. And Jesus said to Nathaniel, 
an Israelite whom there is no deceit, there is no girl. It means that Nathaniel, you've been coming to church. It means that Nathaniel, you've been, you've been under, that, under the presence of God. It means that Nathaniel, you have been reading your Bible. It means that Nathaniel, you have been seeing men of God. It means that Nathaniel, you know everything as the scriptures. But he said, No, there is one more thing I will do. I will open the heavens and you will see. This morning you are praying and you are saying, God, in this new mantra, open the heavens over me. Let my financial heaven open. Let my spiritual heaven open. Let my academic heaven open. Let my business heaven open. Lord Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, this morning, open the heavens over me. Let my spiritual heaven be open. Come on, pray that prayer. And the next one minute, Ayagabo Sanda, Andalabari Andalakapa, Andadi Antali Andana, Andabayadabadaba, Ayagadagadaba, Ayadaba Sanda, Andeni Abade, Ayagado Sada, Andabayanaba, Ayagaba Sada, Andalabalaba, Ayabadabalaba. Andala kapiana ba, ayana mama sa, ayala balaba, ayada gada gada, ayaga da gada, ayaga da balaba, arabayana, ayama yada basa, ande peliana, out of your belly, now flow in the name of Jesus. Somebody continue to lift your voice and bless the Lord.
Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to be in church this morning? Oh, I don't fully excite, but are you happy to be in church this morning? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Yeah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You're all welcome to church this morning. Can you have your seats? Can you take your seats? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's t- take heed of the following announcements. Hallelujah. So you're all welcome to Teen Chapel of ICT Calvary Temple. We know that today is going to be an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Just open your hearts and be ready to receive. Amen. In this place, our vision is to become world changers, nation builders, and inventors through training in godly principles. And our mission is grooming proactive, spirit-filled, disciplined, leadership-minded youth who are ready to take up responsibility and daring to make changes in their generation a youth that is current and relevant amen amen if today is the very first time you are fellowshipping with us we consider you a very special guest and we'd like to honor you as such so if you are here let me see you let me see you wave your hand at me if this is the very first time that you are fellowshipping with us is there anybody here like that just wave at me okay they didn't come for second service all right that's fine all right with, let's continue on with our announcements. All right, our departmental meetings takes place as follows. On Mondays from 4 to 6 p.m., we'll have our prayer meetings happening here. On, on Tuesdays as well, from 9 to 1 p.m., we have evangelism. And then on Fridays from 6 to 7.30 p.m., we have our dramatic arts meeting. All are encouraged to be a part of the department and to attend these meetings. And on Saturdays as well, all departments will meet from between 3 to 5 p.m. And then church workers will meet from 5 to 5.45. Facilitators also pray from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Um, those of us who were around for church workers yesterday, can I see your hand? Church workers meeting. Okay, still, the number is very low. Please, we are encouraged to join a department and serve God in his house. This year is a year of wisdom. And it is wise to be a part of a department. Tell your neighbor, it's wise to be part of a department. Yes, and it is wise to serve in the house of God. Amen. All those who are in departments and you have not been coming for meetings, also changing this year. Amen. It is also wisdom to be coming for meetings and coming for rehearsals. It is also wisdom. Hallelujah. Those of us who were around yesterday, uh, yesterday for church workers' meeting, we understood that in the year of wisdom, two of the things that are going to help you to stand out and to manifest wisdom is obedience obedience to instructions obedience to the word of god and also diligence being diligent in whatever thing that you find yourself doing these two will take you far and it will help you to manifest with them amen oh amen amen are you mad with me for saying you should come for meetings all right amen i want us to read a, 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 a scripture from proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 all right proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 um, it says that Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Amen. In this year of wisdom, we want to acknowledge God in all that we do. We don't want to lean on our own understanding, but we want to put our trust in him, hoping that he will guide us and he will direct us. Amen. Amen. So as we prepare your offering, I want you to have think through these things. The Bible says that anyone that comes to God must first believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So as you bring your offering today, and today is Tithe Sunday as well, as we bring our offering and our tithes, have this mindset that God is going to reward you for acknowledging that he is God and also bringing forth the substance that he has blessed you with. Amen. 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 So without much ado, let us invite the choir to come and minister to us a song as we take our offering. And then thereafter, we take our time. Oh, you can do it better for them. Do it better for them as they come. Don't stop clapping till they get here.
Hallelujah. Could you just be on our feet, please? Are you ready to give out to God? Yeah. Okay. Open me, chant mother for your mercy and your loving kindness towards us out of the blessing with which you've blessed us we bring to you our substance we pray pray that, Lord, you will bless and sanctify it and cause it to prosper in the thing in which it is used. We pray, O oh Lord God, that you will bless us as well. You will be the devourer for our sakes. You will open the heavens over our lives and pour us a blessing in the name of Jesus. I pray concerning those who are unable to give today, I pray that you will bless them, Lord, and grant them the grace to be able to give the next time around. We give you the praise and the glory for an answered prayer in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Can we let, let's take our seats, please. Hallelujah. I am excited this morning because of the word that is coming to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Those of us who are in the first service, you understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Amen. And without much ado, I want to invite our very own, the man of God anointed for the now, to preach to us in the person of our very own Uncle Bethmon. We are suffering with swag. Let us clap our hands and give God praise as he comes up. Hallelujah. 
we bless your name, Almighty God, we bow before your throne, we bless your name, Almighty God, we bow before your throne. Bless your name. We bless your name. Almighty God. Almighty God. We bow. We bow before your throne. We glorify. There is power in 
the things I know is that God specializes in the impossible. When men think it is humanly impossible, that is when the glory of God is displayed. For he can do that which no man can do. He is able to turn situations around. When Paul, when, when Peter and John healed a man at the gate called Beautiful, they said, why do you look at us as if by our own strength and marvelous power have we done this? But it is the name of Jesus that this man has received strength in his legs to walk again. This morning there is a healing grace available in the name of Jesus. And if you are here and you are trusting God for healing for yourself and for a family member, I want you to walk to me right now. There is power available in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the name is a strong tower. There are places people run to when they are in need of protection. There are places people go and hide. But our refuge is in the name of the Lord. Our hope is in the name of the Lord. There is power in the name. There is power in the name. Miracles happen in your name. Miracles happen in your name. Miracles happen in your name. I will lift our voice and pray. I will lift our voice and pray.
her story was being told, the Bible says she has spent all her living with physicians, but was made none better. If you are you are here and the case you are trusting God for is such that you are last year, you spent majority of your resources, or your family spent majority of their resources paying hospital bills. I just want you to take one more step forward. in this place. May they experience total healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless your name, Jesus. We consider it done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. May please take your seats.
everlasting king. I thank you for putting your word in my mouth for your people this morning. I pray that you grant me utterance to speak your word. Father, may the words that will leave my lips bring a change to the life of someone this morning. Father, I pray may we leave with an encounter. May we leave knowing that we have encountered you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Are there some youth in this place? I want to hear some vibrancy in your amen. I want to thank God profoundly for this opportunity. I do not take it for granted. Some years ago, I was like a youth in this place. Stubborn. Not paying attention to instruction. But grace found me. Your story does not have to be, I used to. Your story can be, you walked the path and you didn't sway from it. Amen. I thank God for the opportunity to be able to stand to speak to the next generation of leaders, of captains of industry, of the people that will sit in authority and and legislate for the kingdom of heaven. We need people to sit in places of authority. We need people that will sit and draft laws and draft bills that are in the interest of the kingdom of heaven. It's like the people here are not receiving it. You don't believe that God is going to do great things in your life. Amen. I, I thank God for the opportunity. I want to thank God for the facilitators, for all of them, for Uncle Bijou, for all the facilitators, Auntie Frida, Auntie Gina, Auntie Jifa, all of them, Uncle George, Uncle Nana. I want to thank God for their lives, Charlie. It's not an easy thing to be a facilitator, and I know the sacrifice. I know the time they spend, the money that goes into it. I was having a chat with Auntie Jifa before service. Before I finished the conversation, I was in tears. It, it, it takes a lot to be a facilitator. I want you to give them a round of applause. I want you to thank God for their lives. It's, 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 it's not just coming to stand here and preach. It's a sacrifice. It is blood. And it costs to be a facilitator. Amen. I want us to always remember them in prayer. I want us to rem- always thank God for their lives. Because, like I said earlier, if your parents, whom you stay in the house with, constantly say that you are too much for them and they come and report you to their facilitators and they are there for you. If your parents are tired of you, if we are tired of you, then your case dear. Uh, but but the, the, the delicate nature of our case is that we can't get tired. We have to crawl crawl the situation. You to be good, it to be better. Sometimes you are being stubborn, but yes, we have faith in God that he will transform your life. You are seeing the person is going astray. You are advising the person. He's not turning back, but we are trusting God and believing God. Yeah. It's not an easy job. Let's give them a round of applause one more time for the work that they are doing in this place. And I want to thank God for my wife. <laughs> for, 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 the, for the prayers. She's my personal prophet. Yeah. Before, before we came today, she had prophesied how the meeting would go. We talked about it. So it's, it's, it's necessary. Uh, 
Yes, let's just read that. I, I, she doesn't like it. She doesn't want it, but I'll do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. We are going to the word. Amen. Amen. This morning, I'm speaking on the topic, the art of meditation. The art of meditation. But I want you to follow me very carefully. We'll share some diverse range of thoughts. But we'll end well. Somebody say we'll end well. We'll land well. Amen. So the first thing I want us to look at is what I call the hiddenness of God. The hiddenness of God. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2. The Bible says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But the honor of kings to search it out. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. One of the things I want us to understand is that God is pure. Amen. And because God is pure, everything that God feels, every emotion that God speaks about, it's in its purest form. You see, because God's love is in its purest form, when we look at love, we can't say anything but to say God is love. Because his love is the purest it gets. So he becomes the definition of love. When we look at justice, because God is just and is the purest it gets, God becomes the absolute line. He's the definition of justice. So when we say God is a jealous God, his, his jealousy is such that until you search for him with all your heart, until all of you is in it, he's not in it. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who went searching for a pearl. And when he found it, he sold all he had. God, Jesus Christ was giving us. You see, the Bible is, is, is what one man of God has described. He says it is the compendium of the methodologies of heaven. Right? When, when you look at the Bible, the things that God, Jesus speaks about, the things that are written in the Bible, it is the mind of God. So if it says the kingdom of heaven, he's talking about how things work in the kingdom. He says when you find it, you sell all you have. It is an all or nothing affair. So God has concealed himself. Not that he cannot be found, but he's found by only the diligent seekers. He's not going to place himself at the surface for anybody at all to come and mess around with him. Jesus said, do not give that which is precious to dogs. Neither cast your pearls before swines. They will tread it underfoot and come and rend you. So God, looking at himself, how precious God is. He doesn't just leave himself on the surface. You, you, you won't be, be, be combing around and, and, and perchance find God. It's going to take a diligent seeker. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. They that come to him must believe that he is first level and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. He's not looking for people that are doing my try, my way. One leg in, one leg out. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, it says, But if thou shalt seek the Lord your God, you shall find him, if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. It's an all or nothing affair. Not only is God hidden, the things that God has for us are not on the surface. This year is our year of wisdom. Yes, we have our wisdom declaration, but it's not by declaring that you walk in wisdom. It's not by wearing wristband that you walk in wisdom. It's not by buying ICGC cloth that you walk in wisdom. All of those things are good. Buy them. Wear the wristband. Look at it daily. It reminds you that you have to be wise. When you are being foolish, you look at it. Yeah, wisdom. But you see, it is not just doing these things that are going to bring the wisdom. The Bible says, how be it we speak the wisdom of God among them that are mature. Not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world, but the hidden wisdom which God ordained for our glory. It means that God wants you to be glorified. He has tied it to something we call wisdom, but this wisdom is hidden. The Bible says, the things that God has in store for them that love him, says, I has not seen it, ear has not heard it, neither has it at any point in time entered into the heart of man. So how do we access it? The Bible says it is the glory of a king to search it out. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, search it out. Tap another person and say, search it out. See, it's, it's, it's not just lying on the surface. Eh? The, the deep treasures of God they don't lie on the surface. Even the deep treasures of the knowledge of this world don't lie on the surface. You cannot finish crutch and become a professor. Hey, you must search it out. It is impossible to give a doctorate degree to Jay. In Jesus, why you want doctorate degree? I have to search out the subject matter. We need to search it out. Things of God, they are hidden. It's not just lying at the surface. It's going to take people that are willing and ready to say, God, I am sold out to this thing. I'm sold out. All of me wants all of you. Yesterday I was sharing the intercessors that the way the world is going, we don't need just another generation like us. We need people that are crazier, that are more hungry than us. Because it's going to take a crazy generation to meet the world at their level. Because today, first it was a homosexual, now bisexual, now asexual. They're changing there. And they are forcing us to accept it. So it's going to take someone that is crazy, that is all sold out to God. Says, where the Bible says yes, my ears are close to any other opinion. It's going to take people that are hungry, that are sold out for God. The blessings of God, they don't lie at the surface. That's why you can be in church for 10 years. And if you are not a diligent seeker, you are not going the extra mile. Nothing is going to work for you. The Bible says that the lazy man will not roast what he gets in the hand, but diligence is a man's precious possession. He didn't say that your precious possession is a car. He didn't say your precious possession is an anointing. He didn't say your precious possession is a prophet. He says diligence. God needs diligent seekers. People that will go the extra mile. 
says the lazy man, he doesn't roast what he gets in the hand. Some of you, you come to church, before we say this, you don't do any other thing. All you do is come and listen. No, you can't find God that way. But you see, our glory is tied to searching out the matter. To digging beyond the surface. The Bible says that there is is a mind for gold and there is a place for the drawing out of silver. Job chapter 28. But it says, where is the place of wisdom? It says, I have not seen it. The lion's wealth and the lion does not know where it is. It's, It's going to take more than just a normal effort to get into the deeper depths with God. So God is calling us out to search out the matter. God has revealed himself. So we are supposed to seek after God. But God has taken the initial steps to make himself known. In theology, talk about two types of revelation. There's what we call general revelation. General revelation. Where God reveals himself in nature. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Can I have Romans chapter 1, verse 20? The Bible says, For even the invisible things of him are clearly seen in creation, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So when we look at creation, what God has revealed in himself in creation is his eternal power and his Godhead. That they are without excuse. So no man can look at creation. No man can look at the things that are made and say there is no God. It is a, a deliberate refusal. That's why the Bible describes such a person as a fool. Psalm 14 verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Because you are without excuse, there is clear understanding for you to perceive the eternal power and his Godhead. But you see, we cannot rely on creation alone to understand God. We cannot rely on creation alone. Because if it comes to creation alone, everybody believes there's a God that made it. Most people, most of the major religions, speak of the fact that there is, there is a power, there is, there is a, 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 a supreme being. So, so then you are, at, you are at a level playing field with the rest. But you see, God has taken the pains. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says all scripture is inspired by God. Another translation says all scripture is God-breathed. So God has inspired men, people that have had encounters with him, people that have, have had a place of, of, the, of intimacy with God, and they have penned down things about God and the dealings of God. So when we read through the Bible, we understand the mind of God. We see the eternal will of God for the salvation of man. We see the love of God towards mankind. We see how God is patient with us. We see the love of God in the prodigal son. How the father waits for the son to come back home. God is revealed through the scriptures. When we read the word, see, the word revelation in the Greek is the word apocalypsis. It means to unveil, to take the cover off. So in creation, God is revealed, but there is a veil. To see him clearly, 
we need to take the cover off. And God has taken the pins and the steps to have his word reveal him. So, so in the in the incarnation and the and the, and, the, and the coming down of the Christ, the Bible says, now the, the word which God spoke became flesh. So, so if we see Christ, we see God. The Bible says, no man at any point in time seen the Father. But the Son which proceeds from his father, from the Father, has come. And the Bible says that the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst men. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. So when, when we see Christ. When we look to the word. We see God. God has revealed himself through the scriptures. And we need to search out the scriptures. Because that is where our glory lies. That is where un- the understanding of God. And the knowledge of God lies. That is where we unveil God to see his mind, to know his will for us. The Bible says God who has sundry times and in diverse manners, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, God who has sundry times and in diverse manners spoke to the fathers by the prophets as in these last days, spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the earth when he had by, by himself made sacrifice for all us and sat at the right hand of the father. You see, God has revealed himself to us in Christ. And we get to experience him in the word. That's the first part. Part two. So now we know that God has revealed himself to us in his word. Now we need to know how do we access the word? How do we relate with the word? There are, there are five ways. That we access, that we interact with the word of God. The first level is hearing. The first level is hearing. Like you go to school and the teacher is teaching. What you are doing is what? You are hearing. The Bible says, now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hearing is good. Listening to messages is good. Mm. Make it a habit. Some of you, you don't listen to messages. Aside Sunday, nothing. The whole week, Shatawale, I know my level. Those are the things you are listening to. Yes, you know your level. Your level is... Eh? There is... There is, there is nothing that passes through your ear that carries the anointed word of God throughout the week. Eh? Listening to gossip from friends. Hey, have you heard? Hmm. If you open your WhatsApp chat, only voice notes, no messages. We need to listen to the word of God. To hear the word of God. We interact with the word of God by listening, by hearing. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel chapter 2, it says, and when he spoke unto me, his spirit entered me and set me upon my feet. Yes. We need to hear the word of God. We need to listen. Come to church, hear messages, buy tapes. Some of you have smartphones. You are not doing anything with it smart. 
those of you with iPhones, get podcast. Bishop Doug, Dr. Mensah Otabel, Living Word Podcast. Reverend Isud Anaba, get podcast, listen to it. Uh, Sermon Index, old school messages, listen to them. But you see, educationists teach that when you hear something, you retain only 7 to 10% of the subject matter. So this goes to those of you that when you come to church and all your spiritual diet is listening to messages, you retain only 7 to 10%. So maximum you can give me, if I ask you what did Uncle Biju preach last Sunday, you can give me only 10%, tight. Today is tight Sunday after all, so it's normal. Eh? You give only 10%. That's maximum. Your minimum threshold is 7%. So imagine your spiritual life, if all you remember is that you don't read the Bible, you don't do anything, or you come to church every Sunday, if we sum up your life, <laughs> you are 10% Christian. Mm. Some of you, this is why you are failing in school. You go to the classroom, the teacher teaches, you don't go back to read your notes. You, and, and, and you are wondering why you are failing. Hey, there is no demon in your village doing you. Uh, we need to hear. But you see, there is, a, there is a place beyond hearing. And that is reading. That's the second level, reading. Reading. Reading is good. I encourage you to read. Buy books and read. Yeah. Some of you have not bought any Christian book before. Yeah. Yeah. Mills and Boons and Kao Kain. Romantic novels. Yeah. You read anything, but if it comes to the word of God, then you're feeling sleepy. We need to read. In Deuteronomy chapter 17, when God was talking to the children of Israel about their, their king, that when you get a king for yourself, he says that the book of the law should not depart from his eyes, but he shall read it continually. He says his eyes will not depart from it. The Bible says we have been made kings and priests before God. It means that every day of your life, your eyes must look into the word. Some of you, you let days and weeks and, and months pass by, and you, you, your, your eyes have not gone, your eyes have not read any scripture. Some of you, aside living word devotional text that somebody will forward to you, no scripture, no quiet time. You will not even read and forward some. You do every day, somebody will send it. No, we need to move beyond this. The Bible says we should seek ye. It says seek ye out of the book of the law and read. It says go and look for it and read. Paul was in prison. The guy, the guy was sentenced to prison. And he had the chance to write a letter to Timothy. He says, Timothy, when you have time, send John Mark. Let him bring me my parchment. Let him bring me the scrolls. Let him bring me my cloak. He asked for only three things. He said, number one, bring me the cloak. I'm feeling cold. Let me cover myself. Number two, bring my parchment. Bring the scrolls. In today's parlance, he says, bring me my Bible and bring me my notebook. Mm. 
Some of you, what are you doing? When you have some, I remember some years back, I was driving and the police caught me. They wanted bribe. Oh. Then I said, I don't know how to pay bribe. Said, I don't pay bribe. They took me to Counterback. Come to one police station. I was sitting behind Counterback. My father came. He says, Ni, what do we do? I said, that he will not pay them. We'll go to court. We don't pay bribe. The woman said, I said, okay, I don't care. We'll stay here. I don't pay bribe. That day, I just come across some word of God that the, 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 the integrity of the righteous shall keep him. So why should I pay bribe? I was sitting there. My dad came to ask me, what should we bring you? I said, see, go and open my drawer in the office. There's a blue New Testament. You see the small one? They should bring it. When, they, when the policeman went for a round and she came back, I was lying on the bench in the counter back, opening my Bible, and I was reading the book of Philippians. Look at me, sir. I said, ah, we are stubborn. Eh. <laughs> Won't pay. The commander later came, and he saw me. He was like, ah, aren't you Mr. Mensah, son? He said, ah, I know your father here. Get up, go. <laughs> Some of you, if you are in such a situation, you are in internal suspension in school. You are going to play the fool. They punished you. What should we bring you, mommy? You bring me papa here. Papa's pizza. People are asking for, for Bibles and notebooks. They want to read something. Nothing. You don't read anything. You don't read the Bible. You don't read about the Bible. You don't read about your Christian faith. How do you expect to grow? But you see, reading also has its limits because we retain between 20 to 25% of the subject material we read. So let's do an addition. You hear, you read. If you do maximum threshold, that's how many percent? 35. Uh-huh, you are following the message. Minimum threshold is how much? 27. So if you are doing the two, if you are the minimum, it's 27%. If you are the top, it's 35%. At least you are moving forward. So it is the combination of the two. Then the next level is studying. When we study, you are engaging the subject matter with the purpose of understanding. So when we say we are studying math, studying math is not reading the math. Oh. Some of you, this is what you do. You sit down, you read. Okay, this must cross here, this must cross here. Okay, I finished studying. No. You are engaging it with the purpose of understanding. So that when you close the book and I ask you, you understand the principles at work. I hope you are getting me. That's a studying. So you need to take your Bible. Today I'm going to study about the Holy Spirit. Why is that sometimes people say Holy Ghost? Why is that sometimes people say Holy Spirit? Is there a difference? Are they the same thing? You are studying the subject matter to understand. Hmm? That is where sometimes we fall short. Some of you, you have not done Bible study in your life. I'm not talking about reading the Bible. I'm talking about Bible study. Bible study. Where you have, you have sat down. You have taken the Bible, two, three versions of the Bible to compare whether the, the meaning will come out better. Maybe you are reading the King James. King James is some way before you. They are trying NIV. The NIV is not, maybe you try NLT. Then the understanding comes out better. Maybe you, for better interest, you go to the, the, the Greek, the Hebrew. You are trying to find out the root word. You are studying. Some of you, this is why you don't do well in school. When the teacher comes to class and they teach when the teacher says, see you next period, you to your notebook, we'll see you next period. <laughs> eh? 
I remember in first year, one of the things that happened is I had a shock of my life. They told me, it was a lie. They told me that when you finish first year, you will not meet the subject matter again. What you study in first year, you will not use it. Hey! When we got to second year, and they were asking us things from first year, that's how I realized, no, I wasted my entire long back. When I should have been brushing up on the subject matter. See, don't believe them when you go and they tell you. Some of you, your long back, you come, you play the full hour, the form tools that are home, this is your long back. Your, your success or your failure and what it depends on now. You come. Hey, Uncle Benman, pray for us. You are going to write what See, laying on of hands doesn't give a <laughs> Hey. Some of the things you need to search it out. Steady. The Bible says, steady to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that need not to be ashamed. Rightfully dividing the word of truth. See, if you don't study, you'll be ashamed. Oh, you'll be ashamed. You sit behind the paper. Then you see, there are some failures you can see it before it's marked. <laughs> hey, you have, you, have, you, have, you have seen the failure. <laughs> That's why it is different. They can put you in ACU sweat. Oh! Hey! Jai, 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 Jai. I've written a paper that I saw question one and I forgot my name. Hey, you have not seen some before, eh? Don't study, you see. Hey, just study to show yourself a workman that need not to be ashamed. There is a work that God has called you to do. If you do not study today in future, you'll be ashamed. Hey. Then there is the next level, which is memorization. Where you commit to memory to reproduce. Some of you, you think, you think that trying to memorize scripture is not spiritual. I don't know who taught you this lie. Sometimes you need to sit down after a quiet time. Psalm 119 verse 130. The entrance of thy word give it light and give it understanding to the simple. You need to sit down, memorize it. Do it hard till you have memorized it and it's locked up. Sure. There are days, myself, I, there are days I do exercises trying to memorize chapters. One of the chapters I, I, I struggled before I could finish was Romans chapter 8. But we did it. You need to memorize it. When the devil came to face Jesus, Jesus didn't say, I think it is somewhere in the Bible. He says it is written. Sometimes you need to face the situation. You need to face the devil with the word. Sometimes when I stand here to preach, I know some of you are a bit shocked. Hey, he's not using the Bible. No, see, this is not a spiritual gift too. I take my time. Verse by verse. Make sure it's memorized. It's locked up. When I wake up, I try to see if all the verses are still there. Why? Because, see, you need it. You need to memorize it. The Bible says this book of the law should not depart from your mouth. When you go to school, they teach you A for apple, B for ball. You don't understand what B for ball is, but you are memorizing it. Because in future, in spelling your name, you might need that B. They'll tell you that when you're writing one, when you're writing B, you do one, then you do three. So you memorize the pattern. One, three. Why do you memorize it? You need it to write your name. You need to memorize scripture. 
Don't let anybody tell you that uh, memorization is bad. No, it's good. It's very good. It says this book, it shouldn't depart from your The Bible didn't say mind. Don't misquote it. It says this book of the law should not depart from your mouth. You should be speaking it forth. Some of you, when, when, when we look at your conversation, no scripture comes out because there's nothing in you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It means when there's nothing coming out, there's nothing in. R.C. Sproul, the theologian, says, he says the word of God can be in your mind and not be in your heart. But it cannot, it will never get to your heart without first passing through your mind. So we need to commit the scripture to our minds. Memorize it. Give yourself exercises every week. Ten scriptures. That's minimum level. If you are serious, you do 20 to 30 a week. It's not a, it's not a big deal. You can do it. How many days do you have in a week? If you try to memorize five short verses a day, at the end of the week, you have done 35. It's simple. Some of you say, hey, hey, because his Bible is A. When your mass exams is coming up, we'll see whether it's A. Eh? But if it's mass, you do. If it's the word of God, you do. When you stand before God in judgment, we'll see which one carries higher marks. We need to memorize the word of God. Eh. See, in, 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 the, in, the, in the days of old, see, Jesus Christ, he says, that, he says, until your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you shall by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. To become a Pharisee, you should know the first five books of Moses off head. Off head. You should be able to stand. So that is why they were amazed at Jesus, because ah, he didn't go to school with us. He didn't learn the, the Bible with us. How come he knows them? You don't need to go to Bible school to know it. To memorize it, commit to, to memory. If you don't, you don't, there's no hunger for the word of God. If it is a, Shatawale has released a new track, you are checking for the lyrics. They are learning it. Sakodia will release the new track, then you are learning the lyrics. Rap and Kausia, Jeko will release a new song. You are learning the lyrics. The word of God you cannot memorize. Eh? Instrumentalist, you'll be memorizing sulfurs and, and notes. You can't memorize the scriptures. Choristers, you memorize lyrics. The word of God you cannot memorize. Oh, God forgive all of us. Uh, then, then there is meditation to meditate is to think deeply about something it is to ponder upon to, to consider carefully with your imagination the, the Hebrew word translated in the Bible for meditation is the word haga. It means to matter, to constantly repeat, to chew, to think about, to ponder upon, to think with the eyes of your imagination. When, when Joshua was about to take over from Moses, even God knew that, see, it wasn't an easy thing that Joshua was about to do. One of the things I, I find amazing is that God repeats, see, Joshua is, Moses is dead. 
Joshua knows that Moses is dead. God comes to Joshua and says, Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. It's not that Joshua didn't know. God was trying to tell him, He says, Moses, my servant is dead. You're about to take over. But he says, hey, do not be afraid. Be strong and be courageous. Because the work that is coming, imagine you are, you are come to take over from Moses. The guy that stood before Pharaoh, by, by his hand, God used all the plagues to plague Egypt. He stretched forth his rod, the Red Sea parted. When they needed water, he struck the rock, even though God didn't ask him to strike. He struck the rock and water came. Imagine standing behind. Hey! And, and this, this, this great man of God is passing on. And they say, you are next. When God looked at the situation, he said, Joshua, this one, I have to help you. I have to give you the keys. And it says that this book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but I shall meditate on it day and night. The word of God, it should be your rising thoughts and your sleeping visions. Some of you when are going to bed, the thoughts on your mind is that girl. No, it should be the word of God. When, when, when you wake up, your first thought, you, going, you want to text her, good morning, love, did you dream about me? No, your rising thought, your rising thought, Your rising thought should be the word of God. You should meditate on his word day and night. You are thinking about the word of God. You are meditating on the word of God. You are considering the practical applications in your life. You are found a quiet place. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Who is my shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd. When you see my shepherd, he is present tense. Now. He is now my shepherd. You are meditating on the word of God. You are thinking about it. And he says that if the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then then in that place, you are are preaching to yourself. You you are are getting an understanding of the word of God that is not coming from Uncle Bethmore. It's not coming from Uncle Biju. It's not coming from Pastor Kujo. to meditate, think, ponder upon. The word, the, another word that th- when you look at the meaning of Hagar, another word there is to chew upon, to matter. It, the description there is like the way the, the ruminants chew the cat. How many of you remember basic agric? This one is just the two agric. Ruminants. A ruminant is what? A, a, a creature that has what? Four stomachs. Four chambers in their stomach. Human beings, we are monogastrics. One. Right? The reason why we cannot eat the food, we cannot eat the food that the ruminant eats because we don't have what it takes to process it. That's why we don't chew grass. Now, now this is why I don't like salad. <laughs> uh, we don't have what it takes. We don't have what it takes to process it. We have one chamber. We don't have the enzymes to, to break down cellulose. The, the, the <laughs> Amen. But you see, when the, when the cattle go out to graze or the sheep go out to graze, where the first level is they are collecting the food. Have you seen how the, the, the shepherds lead them? They're full of any boys. Have you seen how they lead them out? It's like they are beating them, then they are eating on the go. 
But you see, what the ruminant is doing now, he's gathering on the go. When they get down, when they get back and they sit, watch them closely. See that you see that the sheep, that's all, he's sitting there, he has crossed his leg, but he's chewing something in his mouth. It's not chewing gamu. It's there. It's what he has gone out to gather. When he gathers the first level, he stores it in the rumen. Right? But there are four other chambers that the food must pass. It must pass through the reticulum, it must go to the omasome and the abomasome. So when, when he sits, it has to regurgitate the word. It has to bring it back to memory. Oh, this was what I read in my quiet time this morning. Some of you, when you finish your quiet time and you close the devotional, that is it. That is why you are like, I'm doing my devotion. I'm not seeing any improvement. I'm not seeing any change. It's because you need to close the devotional. Yes, but your mind is not close to the word. Your heart is not close to the word. Your spirit is not done with the word. You are thinking about it as you are driving. You are thinking about it in the trotro. You are thinking about it on your way to the classroom. You are repeating the scripture to yourself. Yes, I read this thing. What does it mean? Psalm 119 verse 18. Open down my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. What does it mean? Which eyes is he talking about? That is, you are asking relevant questions. Right? And you see, when the ruminant is regurgitating. It chews better. The reticulum contains some fine hairs in it. That's what we call the towel. And it secretes these enzymes that break down the cellular cell walls. So it's now able to extract the nutrients. And other than that, it's just sitting in the stomach. Some of you, you have the word of God. It's just sitting there, nothing, because you have, no, you have not extracted from it. But you see, as we think about the word of God, as we begin to ponder, we begin to meditate. We engage the Holy Spirit because he is the tool. He is the one that has been given to us to guide us into all truth. Because we, we in our natural mind and our natural man cannot perceive and understand the things of God. The Bible says, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit that is in him. Likewise, no man knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So, when it comes to, see, there is a reason why most often when you read it, you don't understand. Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So, when you sit down and you begin to ponder upon it, then you engage the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, yes, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man, but God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. Yea, the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So, when he sits down and you are meditating, then he's drawing out, he's drawing out, he's drawing out. He's drawing out. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13, I think the verse 52, it says, A scribe that is strange in the things of the kingdom, out of a storehouse, he's able to bring out both old and new things. There's too much old revelation in the system. We are recycling too many old revelations. But the Bible says, if you will become a scribe, if you will be a scribe that is strange in the things of the kingdom, out of your storehouse, you are going to be able to bring out both old and new things. You see, Paul was a scribe that was trained in the things of the kingdom. He had given himself to meditation, to studying, to understanding. So Peter, who walked with Jesus, would read the writings of Paul and say, some of the things he's writing about are difficult to understand. It's not that they are difficult to understand. It's that Paul is moving at another level. We need, we need to train ourselves. Find quiet places. 
Some of you, the reason why you can't meditate is because there's too much noise in your life. You need to still your spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, lead me beside the still waters. Find a place of quiet rest. You're lying there, sitting down, thinking about the scripture. You're thinking about it. Somebody will say, every day you look lost. There's a lot. No, you're having a time of your life with the Holy Spirit. Well, the, 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 the scripture is working in you. Like the disciples on the road of Emmaus, when they were walking with Jesus, they said, did not our hearts burn within us? Sometimes you are reading the scripture. There is a burning in your heart. There is an understanding that you are not trying to, that you are not getting. You are trying to get, but you are not getting. But the Bible says, when Jesus took bread and he broke, their eyes were opened. When we sit down and we are burning with the scripture, then the Holy Spirit comes. He takes the word, which is the bread of life, and he breaks it for us. Then our eyes are opened. When you meditate, now the word of God becomes you. See, psychologists believe this, this is the difference between Eastern meditation. Of late, there's a lot of meditation going on in the western part of the world. It's called Eastern meditation. That's what they do. They practice in yoga and all those their things. Where they sit down and, and empty their minds. But see, as they empty their mind, they, are, they, are, they have created a vacuum and they are creating space for evil spirits to come and dwell. But you see, when, when we meditate on the word of God, we are not emptying our mind, though. We are actively filling it with the word of God. See, the, 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 the part of the mind that, that is stimulated in the process of meditation is, is the, the frontal part of the cerebral cortex. The, 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 the mind is divided into two hemispheres, the left and the right. The left is what is known for creativity, the right is for cognitive function. But the, the frontal part of the cerebral cortex is what is responsible for what uh, psychiatrists call executive function. It is what is responsible for being able to have moral values, to tell the difference between right and wrong, to know the difference between good and better, to tell the difference between better and best, to be able to know the, the consequences of your present actions. So it's not that some people are so wise that their actions are always going to lead to the right thing. No, because we have spent time to meditate on the word of God. So when you see trouble from afar, you know how to hide yourself. Because the word of God, which says the righteous man sees trouble from afar and hides his soul, is within you. So it sets your life on autopilot. So it's not, it's not that... Some people are wiser than... I see, look at what 2 Timothy 3.15. 2 Timothy 3.15. Is it that 3.15 or 2.15? I want you to check for me. Project on the screen. Project 3.15 first. Yeah, this is the one. It says, and that from thy childhood, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. What is, what is the agent of wisdom here? The scriptures. It's not just anything. We are not talking about, when we are talking about working in wisdom this year, this is, this is it. This is how from thy childhood. See, you guys are privileged. At 12 years, 13, 14, 15, 
18, you are, you, you are hearing these words. If you walk in them, Paul told Timothy that thou have known the holy scriptures from their childhood, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. The salvation there is sozo. It's able to save you, redeem you, bring you from impending danger. Scriptures. How does known the scriptures? When Paul was leaving the scene, he says, hey, in Ephesus, he says, I commend you. He says, I commend you to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the word of his grace. It is able to build you up and grant you an inheritance. Some of you are waiting and, and clamoring for the inheritance of God. But hey, the first step, it must build you up. When you meditate and you sit down with the word of God, you realize that ah, at a certain point in time in your life, every time you come to God, God is talking to you about prayer. When you meditate, yes, that is where you need to work. God is building you up in the realm of prayer because if he doesn't build you up there and he gives you the inheritance, you will forget that your source. So, he's going to build you up. Then he will give to you the inheritance. So, when your inheritance is delaying, there's an exam to write. Yesterday, I was discussing with Uncle Dennis. I said, hey, God is a very patient examiner. If he looks at you and he sets an exam before you and you fail, you write again. You fail, you write again. You fail, you write again. You write until you pass. Then we'll go to the next level. He's very patient. He will not say, oh, it's not Ghana educational system. Hey, we don't have our money to pay for you. Mass promotion. There is no mass promotion in the kingdom of heaven. There is no mass promotion. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 that the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast and it drew a lot of fish. When they saw the fish was collected, they selected the good ones. The bad ones, they cast them out. After the end of the day, when God comes in judgment, he will select the good ones, those that passed the exams, those that were built up by his word. They will say, ha, that good and faithful servant, you have been faithful in little things. When you were on the face of the earth, you were faithful with my word. You were faithful in the affairs of my kingdom. You were faithful in the things that I commanded you to do. Thou have been faithful in little things. Come and reap many things. Come and be Lord over many cities. But we need to sit, find our place with the word of God and think about. Some of you, you need to cut out the noise in your life. The noise. Your mobile phone. Some of you, your mobile phone is noise. Noise. Anything that distracts you. Your mobile phone is noise. Your friends are noise. Some of you are going to take a girlfriend. You know you are not supposed to have one. You're going to take one. It is noise. Because whenever you pick the Bible and you want to read, you are remembered of the kissing you kissed last night. And you are feeling guilty. Oh, I'm being serious here. You are feeling guilty. So it, it becomes noise and it's blocking the voice of the Spirit. Then, then when we come to church, let us lift up our holy hands. Your hands cannot go up. have become noise in your life. You need to let the noise go. David said, upon my night watches, upon my bed, I shall meditate on your word. He says, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all day long. 
Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Day and night. Day and night. The Bible says, such an individual, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He shall bear fruit in the season. His leaves shall always be green and they shall not wither. You want the key to fruitfulness? Stay in the word. Meditate on the word. You want the key to constant flow with God? Stay in the word. Meditate on the word. It says you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. When people are going through ups and downs in the word, they shall look at you. They say, ah, it's like this guy is like Mount Zion. He's not moving. He's not wavering. What is his secret? He's planted by the rivers of water. What is he doing extra? He's staying in the word of God. That is what is going to make the difference. That is what is going to make the difference. When we sit in places of authority, when you become the president of this nation, and they bring these stupid bills, come and sign, let's pass homosexuality, you say no, not whilst I'm president. Maybe after I'm gone, another can do this, but not in my tenure, not in my stay here. Because over here, I'm legislating on behalf of God. It's not me. shall be like a tree planted, planted by the rivers of water. Eh? What do you delight in? What do you delight in? Some of us, we delight in our mobile phones. Some of us delight in football clubs. When I say stand here, name the first 11 of Chelsea. You can name. Eh? Oh, me, I like, I like my team, Manchester United. But... Ever since Mourinho took over, I stopped watching football. But you see, but now, the things have changed. So, Lonaneho. But you see, we need to meditate on that. We need to delight in this word. Some of us, we delight in unnecessary things. We delight in our friends. So, anything that threatens our friendship, you'd not, you'd not want you to. When the word of God is clearly telling you, let this person go. The Bible says the companion of fools shall be destroyed. You know your friends are fools. If you are, you are in the midst of friends, and exam comes and all of you are at the bottom, you are in the wrong place. Ah, how can all of you be failing? Then you know you are in the companion of fools. Eh? You are friends. The first one has gotten pregnant. Second one pregnant. Third one pregnant. And you are still their friend. You're on your way. But but he says, since thy childhood, thou hast known the scriptures, which is able to make thee wise. It's, this, this year is about time to sit down with the word of God. To meditate on the scripture. We need to get to the point where our lives, our mind is on autopilot. And the word of God is what is directing us. Jesus Christ. What was his mission statement? In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5 or 5 verse 10. He says, I have come in the volume of the books. It is written of me to do thy will of God. Have you searched the books to know what is written of you? Hmm. 
let us let us search the scriptures sit down meditate paul wrote to timothy timothy was a spiritual son he says timothy till i come give attention to reading to exhortation to doctrine he says give meditate on these things the greek word melatao just meditate think carefully consider them some of you the reason why when they say when the worship leader stops and he says lift up a new song unto the lord or say something from for god from your heart you don't know what to say because you've not even thought about the goodness of god you've not meditated about his goodness you sing songs in church you have never paused to think about even the lyrics of the song the reason why we sing in worship is to focus our mind on the goodness of god but nothing there is there is an entire book in the bible which is a guideline to praise and worship how to thank god the book of psalms if you don't know what to say memorize some psalms when you come to god repeat it to him that one cry nothing no wonder when we come to church let us dance and sing and praise god you are like this you cannot be moved but let us meditate think about the word of god when we think and we ponder upon the word of god the bible says the voice of the lord is upon many waters the bible says there are three that bear record in heaven the word the son he says the word the father and the spirit and there are three that bear record on the earth and these three are one it says the blood the water and the spirit he says the voice, the water, he's talking about the word, word of God. He says the voice of God is upon many waters. It means the voice of the Lord is in his word. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 34, he says, Seek ye out of the book of the law and read, for none of these shall fail, and none shall cast their young. For my mouth has spoken it, and my spirit has gathered them. The scriptures were gathered by the Spirit of God, and his mouth spoke them. So behind every text, behind every verse, the voice of God, where God is waiting for you to mine it out. David says, Once have you spoken, twice have I heard that all power belongs to God. Because David sat down with the word. The voice of the Lord was upon the waters. David sat down with the word. The spirit was brooding upon the waters. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. When we sit down with the waters, when we sit down with the word, the spirit of God is brooding. He's holding our hand. He's leading us. Then the word enters. That is when you understand the scripture. The entrance of that word bring a light. Because it is the illumination. He says, and this light lights up the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Some of us, we have too much darkness in our lives. We need the light of the word of God to dispel the darkness. Some of you, the immorality you are struggling with is darkness. You need the light of the word of God to come in and dispel the darkness. It's not everyday deliverance, so. It's not everyday laying on of hands. You can have self-deliverance with the word of God. The Bible says in John chapter 15 verse 3, Jesus told him them, he says that you are already clean by the word that I have spoken unto you. It's not everyday laying on of hands and deliverance. Sometimes when you stay with the word and you are being washed by the word, you are self-delivered. My brothers and sisters, dearly beloved in the Lord, it's time to meditate. It's time to sit down. 
stay with the word think about the word chew upon it think deeply about it consider draw it to memory meditate upon your night watches think about it says therein thou shall make thy way prosperous and thou shall have good success Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 let's put it up there let's read it together last verse then we'll close Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 see this has been my secret in every endeavor I put myself to whether chemistry mathematics physics the Bible says this book of the law so in our case it is the Bible this book this Bible shall not depart out of my mouth if it is mathematics this man's textbook shall not depart out of my mouth if it is chemistry this chemistry book shall not depart out of my mouth in today's service I'm talking about the Bible it says this book of the law should not depart from thy mouth it means that you memorize it, it says then he says after memorizing it see semicolon pause but thou shalt meditate therein you're thinking about it day in the morning Whilst you are working, you are thinking about it. Some of you, you pick trotro to wherever you are going. The trotro, you are not thinking about anything. You need to think about the word of God. Meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way. Thou shalt make thy way. Thou shalt make thy way. The keys in your hand. Thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. You want good success in life? You want good success in every endeavor? Today you have the secret. If you will learn the art of meditation, to sit down, to think deeply, hand in hand with the Holy Spirit, search the scriptures. It says, For therein thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I bless your name. Father, I thank you because I know the efficacy and the potency of your word. I know that nobody has put their trust in you and has ever been put to shame. Father, I pray, O oh God, as these ones with renewed faith and renewed zeal make a point to seek you in the word, even as you have revealed yourself to us. Father, I pray. May your assurance in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 be their portion. That Father, even as they meditate upon your word, Father, I pray, O oh God, that the Holy Spirit, our guide, our comforter, the spirit of truth, shall lead us all into all truth. Father, may we walk in this light. May we walk in this understanding. May we walk and go in this our might. Knowing that with you, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus our Lord. That, Father, every darkness is being dispelled by the light of your word. We thank you. We bless your name, Jesus. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, you can do it better unto the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed by the message today? Very powerful word. Amen. We will determine to meditate and study the word of God to show ourselves approved as workmen that can rightly divide the word of God. All right, shall we invite the choir?
to come and lead us as we take our Cornelius offering. Let's give them a hand as they come up. Yeah. 
round of applause to them and all to the Lord. Amen. Shall we rise to our feet as we close the service? Shall we rise to our feet? I want us to close our eyes and quickly pray into the week. We are praying that the Lord will be our guide and he will direct our path. That he should lead us in all that we do. He should bless the work of our hands and cause us to prosper in our way. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we are praying that his word shall ever be with us. We shall continually dwell in his presence and in his word. That indeed his word shall be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In the name of Jesus. That our way shall shine ever brighter. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise and we thank you for your word and for the time like this in your presence. We pray that you will be with us, O Lord. Keep us and protect us. Bless us, O God, in all that we do. And bring us back here same time next week to enjoy fellowship in your presence. We give you the praise and glory for an answer prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we share the grace? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have a blessed week. See you next week.